Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm really excited about today's episode. I think it's going to bring you a lot of value if you've had questions about THC or CBD. I know I've had a ton of questions, and people always just say, oh, take CBD, you'll be fine. And I really just don't know anything about it and really want to talk to an expert. And I reached out to my friend Adam, who you're going to hear on the podcast. We actually went to high school together and I knew he had a very vast knowledge about this subject. And I asked him if he would be interested in being on the podcast. And so you will hear our conversation go back and forth. I typically edit the beginning a little bit because it's a little clunky, but I think you guys will enjoy Adam and I just catching up a little bit in the beginning of the podcast. It's very short. You can skip through it if you want. But Adam's going to go into detail about types of CBD, how it can help, and also just talking about THC and how that can help with pain too. And more than just pain, you know, spasms or any of the other pain that we deal with. He did some research and definitely has a good grasp on how endo can affect women and make us be in pain every single day. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. And if this podcast is helpful to you or a friend, please share it and or spread to your endo community that it's out there. I'm always looking for people to interview as well. If you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach out to me at www.melissaboudreau.com. I will also link that everywhere so you don't have to search for it. You can also find me on Instagram at melis, M-E-L-I-S underscore B-O-U or at endo underscore lady. Thank you again so much for listening. And if you have time and want to rate us in the iTunes store, I would love to have a rating from you, but don't feel obligated to do that. It does help us gain more reach. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello? Hi. All right, that works. Oh, it sounds so much better, too. Okay, fantastic. You, you know, sometimes you just got to go old school. I like old school. That's great. Technology is, you know, blessing and a curse. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for getting on. It's so nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. Great to talk to you. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm really excited. I I normally just interview people like endometriosis girls, so this will be a, a new fun thing for me to do, too. Yeah, it's great. I just did even a quick little search online, and there's a lot of really great stuff already out there for... Uh me to direct you guys to and and you guys to even be able to google and check out but um yeah this looks looks good looks like cannabis in many forms should be able to help you guys well good well let's just start talking about it let's just go right into it so obviously women with endo experience a lot of pain and inflammation if you saw any of that online and that's one of the biggest complaints that we all suffer from and a lot of us like me like I don't like to take medication, but there's a lot of women who can't function without it because they're in so much pain and inflammation and CBD, everybody talks about, and some people say it's great, but it feels a little bit like the wild, wild west and people don't know what to get or what to do. And so just starting off with that, can you tell us what CBD even is? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think the easiest way to simplify CBD is to think of it as like a cousin to cannabis sativa or indica that people are smoking um, and getting high off the THC resins. 
CBD is going to have usually 0.03 to 0.3, less than 0.03 to 0.3% THC. So basically, it's a cousin of the cannabis that gets you high. It's the hemp plant that in the 1940s and 50s helped uh, win World War II for our country uh, with making ropes and sails and, and all of that. So it's, think of it as a form of cannabis that you can use as a medicine that A, is not going to get you high uh, in a psychoactive way. Simply you uh, may be feeling relaxed or sleepy at the most. And uh, lastly, uh, CBD is not going to test positive on a drug test if any of the women out there are concerned about, um, you know, their job or, or being randomly tested, perhaps if you're a nurse or, or something like that. So CBD is, is a, a, just, a, you know, you're using the hemp plant. And uh, uh, again, it's not involving THC or anything psychoactive. Okay. And so you said one thing that you said, it can make you tired. Is, is there like different strains or different like measurements of it or how, cause we sometimes need to function day to day and we need to be able to take something that just takes inflammation and pain away. Like for example, a lot of women take Motrin or Advil or something like that to just get through the day. Is there something like that you could recommend based on that or does it all make you tired or how does it work? Again, that, that's a, that's a great question. Honestly, I think CBD is going to be the next Motrin and Tylenol um, of the future. And honestly, when I say that um, you might feel sleepy, some people use uh, stronger doses at nighttime to help them sleep, but for palliative care or day-to-day -day care, it's fantastic. It's something that you can add to your latte or your smoothie or pre-workout. You know, I work with a lot of athletes um, that use CBD and THC. So um, it's only going to make you sleepy if you're dosing yourself for sleep. And, Got you know, it. that's another place that CBD and THC have a lot of benefits are helping people uh, get off sleeping pills and helping people who struggle with anxiety or stress in the evening times and have trouble shutting off their mind and, and sleeping. So, um, but it's definitely something that you ladies could be taking daily uh, when you get up in the morning um, and even throughout the day, uh, depending on if your, pain, uh, your pain is increasing. Now I've also heard, and I want to get into like your background and how you're such an expert on this too, but since we're just jumping right into it, I've also heard that some people take it every day just because they feel like if they stop, their pain comes back. Is there something around that or can you just take it like a Motrin slash Tylenol or how does that work? That's a great question. And that kind of leads me in a little bit um, to some history behind it that I've heard. And basically in the last 25 years, uh, science has discovered within the human body, um, the endocannabinoid system. And that's something for your listeners to check out. It's also called ECS. And basically, um, cannabis works with the endocannabinoid system and those receptors in your body. And cannabis is one of only a very small handful of things that actually science has found works with the endocannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoid system is all about regulating your body. So um, I think one of the other places they've found uh, that works with endocannabinoid systems is breast milk. So mother's breast milk 
um, also is working with endocannabinoid system, but it's all about homeostasis for the body. So, you know, in the 40s and 50s, before there was this huge uh, outcry against cannabis in the 60s, um, farmers were allowed to grow hemp. And there were a lot of farms being used to grow hemp for World War II and even after World War II because it was an easy crop to grow and a cheap crop. Well, all of this hemp ended up getting into our bodies and our blood systems and actually uh, secretly helping us have homeostasis. And so what was happening is the hemp and the hemp stalks and everything was being used as a cheap food crop to livestock. So livestock was being fed hemp. And then when people were drinking either the livestock's milk or they were eating the meat, um, they were actually getting hemp in their system. So when the country stopped growing hemp, there was a huge deficiency. And that is what I hear a lot of people say is the reason that CBD or cannabis is somewhat of a wonder drug for a lot of people. And you get a lot of people who swear by, you know, it helps with almost anything. Um, And so science is finding that our endocannabinoid system is somewhat deficient. So when people take CBD for the first time and all of a sudden the system within their body that science just discovered 25 years ago is, is regulated and, and is, is put in homeostasis, they definitely have really positive and beneficial results. So how did you become such an expert about all this? Tell us. So we all know kind of your background and where you're coming from. So you can trust what what you're saying. Uh, Absolutely. Um, So I started working and growing cannabis uh, right around 11, 12 years ago in Northern California and worked very closely with the plant growing and providing it to uh, patients under Prop 215 out here in California for about a decade. So I've worked uh, as a farmer very closely with the plants and then most recently pivoted uh, into the legal market with a manufacturing and distribution license. And so I've, uh, you know, I've been a, a very big part of cannabis from seed to sale for many years and, um, you know, really know a lot about what it takes to grow a really clean and organic product. And I think that's what it comes down to for your listeners is, you know, where can they find a quality CBD or THC product, depending on what state they live in and something that's going to be reliable, something that's going to be lab tested, something that's going to, uh, you know, have the same results time after time. So basically, I've just been in the industry out here in in Northern California, Um, don't have a PhD, not a (laughs) medical doctor, haven't, you know, run any kind of extensive studies on it, but uh, have done a lot of research myself and worked a lot with a lot of people out here that work with, you know, cannabis and a lot of different plant medicines from ayahuasca to psilocybin to um, peyote and, and all that good stuff. So um, more than anything, started as a farmer and now work in, you know, distribution manufacturing as well as cultivation. And, and I myself, you know, a, am a patient and have used the plant for many years um, and find it's amazing for many different conditions. Um, so... I stand by it and I've used it myself. Um, Again, I I don't have endo and I couldn't have endo being a man. So um, I really, really hope your listeners take the opportunity to at the least check out CBD. And and I would want to say as well, for those that are really suffering serious, serious pain. And if you start with CBD and you're not finding that it's working, I would suggest uh, trying THC. 
and uh, you know THC is is um, more effective for the the really serious pain. Okay, thank you for all of that and your background. Really amazing and very uh, grateful to have you on the podcast. So when you said really severe pain, a lot of women have to look at the THC. My next question is what, how, like, I just, there's so many questions around both CBD and THC. How should we ingest this or how should we take it? Or what's the most effective? I know there's edibles and there's oils and you can smoke it. And like, what do we do? Right. So I would say if you find yourself in a position where you're not being held down by the man and you don't have to worry about peeing in a cup and potentially losing your job or your livelihood, and you can also use THC, I would say if you're in serious pain that you want to look for a product um, that has about a one-to-one ratio. And what a one-to-one ratio means is if there's 10 parts THC, there's equal 10 parts cannabis or one-to-one. So basically, you're getting both THC and CBD um, in whatever medicine you take, whether it be an edible or a tincture um, or whatnot. So what I would say is, again, if you can... Uh, you you know, again, maybe you don't have a drug test or anything to worry about. I would start with something that's one-to-one and you can go into a dispensary if you're in a legal state um, and ask for a one-to-one product. Um, And again, if, and here's a way to remember the ratios when you're in a dispensary, if you have more and more pain and it's stronger, you're going to want more THC, uh, most likely in less CBD. So for some people in extreme pain, you would try a 20 to one THC um, to CBD. And, and again, hopefully if you have a, a well-educated bud tender in Michigan or another legal state um, where you're at, they can also um, help you check that out. And again, I would also say the internet is a really great tool. Not that anything you read on the internet is truth, but <laughs> you know, you do your research carefully and check out, you know, who's writing the article or what link you're reading. There's, there's a lot of great information on a a lot of good products out there. Right. And the States that aren't legal, but may have medical purposes, people can go get a card. I mean, and even then, if you have a drug test and you're prescribed it, I I would think that there has to be some way around that. I I don't know, but that would make sense. Right. Again, where is my original home and, and where you're at now? Let's hope we get to a place where, a woman with endometriosis would never have to worry about um, writing on an application or a, a drug test that she uses cannabis for her pain. Right. 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 Okay. Uh, prior to this interview, um, I was reading something online that says nerves that innervate endometriotic lesions can increase the pain of endometriosis. These nerves also contain endocannabinoid receptors, CB1. And when THC activates this receptor, it can help decrease pain. CBD also helps relieve feelings of pain, but through other target areas. So even in the last few years where they've been studying the endocannabinoid system, they're seeing a direct correlation between endocannabinoid receptors and cannabis helping relieve pain for for you ladies. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so there's... Obviously, a lot there's people that listen to this podcast from all over the world, and so there's not as much access probably to the THC. So I want to go back to CBD because 
for me, and I've talked to several ladies, we want to start using this. We want to start figuring out how to use it. And I know you can order it on Amazon, right? So what do we get? How do we start? We don't even know where to start. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's, that's a really tough area to navigate. And what I would say is, let's somehow put a link on this podcast to uh, my podcast or some kind of website where anyone from your listening audience could send me an email directly say, Hey, I'm in Sydney, Australia. Here, you know, where could I get something? Cause it's tough. You know, you, you, we're really, really blessed here in the United States and I live in a totally different world out here in California than even you do in Michigan. And it's like, I forget a lot of times living in a community where 95% of my friends grow cannabis and that's just the trade out here. I forget how hard it is for people in other parts of the world and countries to get products. And and what I would say is be, be really weary, be, be careful because, you know, there's huge influx of really crappy products from China and other places where they're making really low end CBD products. So again, first, what I would say is you can fight the system right now a little bit. If you're elsewhere in the world, I'm sure you can find, just by some searching, maybe within 20 minutes online, somebody within the US or Europe who will ship you a CBD product. Um, you could potentially do some research on how to find that. You could double check with me on if it's questionable. You know, it, it's tough to say. I would say we're at a, a way greater advantage, anyone that lives in the United States, and then any person that lives in a legal state or a rec state. Um, is at a way bigger advantage. But again, the beauty in CBD right now is there's been a lot of groundbreaking um, laws and, and things passed where now we can ship CBD throughout the United States across borders. Um, 18 wheelers can be loaded uh, full of thousands of pounds of CBD cannabis, which looks no different from THC cannabis. And you know, N Nebraska State Police has to let that 18 wheeler through. So it's it's really an amazing time here in the United States. So I would search around the United States and online and, and look for companies that you can potentially trace their products back to a lab test. And that's what I would always say you want to look for on a website or something that you could send out to the company and their question and suggestions is where is your product tested? Can you send me the lab tests and the lab results? Because any reputable company will, you know, double single sometimes triple test their products and then they'll post a link um to on their website uh, for you to check out their products and make sure that there's nothing um toxic in them that's really really good and helpful information thank you are there any other like keywords like should we be looking for organic should we be looking for like a certain strain is there like yeah or organic is is tricky because the USDA is a federal entity and they won't actually allow cannabis in any way shape or form to use that label organic so okay. usually organic will just be a marketing term that they'll be able to use on their website but yeah you're going to want to look for somebody that's talking about you know being as as natural and organic as possible um one of the most popular ways or um mediums for cbd is a tincture and basically what a tincture is is, is you think of your 30 milliliter dropper bottle or whatnot that you, you've seen in plenty of Whole Foods or wellness stores. And um, they've taken cannabis and they've uh, combined it with, you know, sometimes MCT oil or olive oil or um, 
Sometimes people even use alcohol. So you'll also want to, you know, find out in the tincture what what other product are they using with uh, with the CBD or with the THC. You know, is it olive oil? Is it MCT oil? Um, is it alcohol? You know, I, I would look for um, MCT oil specifically. Uh, MCT oil is uh, our triglycerides uh, from the coconut, and um, they show uh, uh, increase in brain function, and they're they're really good for your body um, anyway. They're part of uh, the whole bulletproof coffee phase. That guy was mm-hmm. using MCT oil and grass-fed butter and all that stuff. So I would look for an MCT oil uh, based CBD THC type tincture, something like that. Right. And I would say with the MCT, just for endo ladies, because a lot of people have bowel issues to test it very slowly because MCT can be a little disruptive to the digestive tract in the beginning until your body gets used to it. Well, that's great. Then, then I would say specifically, maybe if that's a, um, a condition that you look for something without MCT and there's mm-hmm. olive oil and, uh, you know, other, other forms um, that the, the product is produced as well. And so then how does that tincture work? Do you just like take a, like, is there a dosage on it? You just put it yeah. like in your water yeah. or put there, it on there, a spoon? There's a dosage or? on it. It's really easy. So <clears throat> if you imagine that one uh, of the traditional dropper bottles that I know all of you ladies have seen, if mm-hmm. that dropper is full, that's considered um, a 10 milligram dose. And that's okay. the that's the daily dose or where you start. You start with 10 de- milligrams. So basically, it's a dropper full in your water. It's a dropper full right under your tongue. It's a dropper full in your coffee. I mean, smoothie, you can take it any way that you want to take it. Sure. Okay. And then I do see that they come in different milligrams. Like I've seen 17, 50, 60 with the appropriate way to start be around seven or like 10 or 17 milligrams like a day that's a great question you got great questions so the cbd will be sold in different varieties the lowest uh strength is called 300 milligrams and 300 milligrams would be one full dropper bottle you're getting 10 milligrams so you're going to get 30 full doses from one of those bottles when it's 300 milligrams. Okay. But then they also mm-hmm. sell 1200 milligrams and 2500 milligrams. And basically what that means is you're getting stronger doses, right? So, you know, 300 to 1200, it's four times as strong. So instead right. of taking a full dropper, you only have to take a quarter dropper and that equals your, your 10 milligrams. So basically if the milligrams are climbing, if you're going from 300, a 300 milligram bottle to 1,000 milligrams to 1,200 to 2,500, it's just depending on um, how strong you want it. Now, again, a 300 milligram bottle is going to cost way less than a 1,500 milligram bottle just because the manufacturers, the producer of that product, uh, being one myself, uh, it's just it's more expensive to make it more concentrated. So... Um, I would suggest for people starting out that they start out with a 300 milligram, which is really easy to dose with, really easy to remember. That's just one full dropper is 10 milligrams. Um, and that's a good starting dose for most everybody. And then 
that would be something that you just do every day or when you feel pain. Well, it sounds like that some of this pain for you guys is daily. So I, I yeah, would say it, that that's, it is for a the lot. way that yeah. I use CBD, the way that I've used cannabis a lot of times is I think of it as a supplement, you know, it's definitely okay. not something that you overuse. I'm not saying that the ladies should get a bong and be taking bong reps all day. What, <laughs> what I'm saying is this plant is a medicine and plants over pills and you know, you should be taking it to supplement your body. And this goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where, you know, World War II time, everybody was ingesting uh, CBD through the hemp that they were getting from animal milk and animal fats and animal meat. And uh, right. we have this huge deficiency now. So yeah, I think everybody, uh, women with endo, women without endo should be taking CBD daily and watching the homeostasis they feel with their body, watching watching that little bit of um, improvement that they see daily. It's really fantastic. Yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of success stories. And then I've heard people who said that it didn't work. But I just think that there's so many different versions and varieties that people really need to be making sure that they're getting something that's actually, you know, certified or like you said, reach out to the lab and make sure it's really what it is. Cause I feel like it's a craze right now. So there's people bandwagoning and getting on this and selling product that is not a good quality grade of product. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say if, if you're talking to women out there, you're hearing from people that say they've, they've tried products and, and uh, it hasn't worked, you know, I would suggest a, uh, not giving up, trying a, a secondary product, trying a different company, maybe a more reputable reputable company. I would also mm -hmm. suggest if, if your women are not, are finding that the CBD is not working, trying the THC. And right. what I would say to you is I feel like due to the whole reefer madness campaign, due to all the nonsense that we had spewed all over, over us for the last 40, 50, 60, some years, way back to the 1930s with William Randolph Hearst, there's this huge stigma around like getting high and, or, or maybe the strength of, new cannabis is more than people can handle. And it's like, I would bet most of the women with endometriosis have experienced taking really strong painkillers. Yes. yes. Opioids. So, I mean, they're taking op Let me tell opioids. You THC, you know, is not going to be any stronger or any more of a wild ride than you have already experienced with opiates, opioids, opioids yeah. and painkillers. So what I would really suggest is if the CBD doesn't work, switch to the THC. Up right. the THC, try that 10 milligram dose of THC tincture or that 10 milligram dose of THC edible um, because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really fantastic. And again, you know, it, cannabis has never killed anybody. Um, you know, you can eat, you know, a ton of it and you're still not going to die. Um, so it, it's really a great plant and, and people have been scared away from it. And I would say if the CBD isn't enough for you, really try the THC. That's, you know, most cancer patients, most people in really serious, serious pain, um, they're using high levels of THC to get out of that pain. Right. Right. It totally makes sense. And you mentioned something that I had on my question list for you is side effects. So what are the potential side effects of both CBD and THC. I know it pales in comparison to what's on the pharmaceutical market, but yeah, well, well let me just say this. There's not enough quality research for me to even really give you um, a sure. quality answer. I'm going to give you a really good answer, but what I'm going <laughs> to, I'm first going to say is um, 
the American government has only really allowed one or two farms to be able to grow cannabis the last 30, 40 years. One of them is in Mississippi. And basically they grow just some of the shittiest cannabis ever. And so any Mm -hmm. medical university that's tried to test cannabis has only been able to get cannabis from the government that's been grown probably purposely to, you know, not help anybody. So, sure, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, um, how it's been worked with. There haven't been enough studies, but I did just see a study the other day, two studies that have come out in the last year that have totally blown the top off of some myths that we've learned. One is a myth you probably remember from back in the tie-dye days at Gross Point South, which is (laughs) uh, stoners have a lower sperm count. Do you remember that one? Did mm-hmm. you ever that I one? do remember. Okay. I, I think I do so remember I remember that, yes. like teachers or people being like, yeah, well, you don't want to smoke pot because you have a lower sperm count. Well, study just came and, and I always would reference Bob Marley. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bob Marley's uh, sperm count is, is low. He's crushing it. He's got like 12 kids, you know? <laughs> so yeah, study just came out that it doesn't lower your sperm count. It actually ups your sperm count. So that was like another one, n- another myth. And another study that just came out said after I think around 10 to 15 years of studying as adolescents that were using cannabis it didn't have a long-term effect on their brain. Okay, so I'm not saying that adolescents should smoke cannabis. Definitely shouldn't really be using cannabis unless you're in serious pain or needed medically till you're 18, 21. But right. that whole thing, oh, you shouldn't smoke cannabis because it ruins your brain, that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah. And they're proving them wrong in science. So, you know, uh, there isn't enough um medical data out there all the medical data out there is proving positive that it has helps with you know it helps with just about any condition right yeah i mean that's that's amazing and i always go back to the story and i believe this is a brand of cbd is charlotte's web and it was the story of the little girl who had uncontrollable seizures and i believe they gave her cbd and started her on a regimen and literally the seizure stopped. I mean, it's an incredible story. Yeah, and Charlotte is one of um, numerous kids. I have a close friend out here, Forrest, and his son, Silas, who has grand mal seizures daily, and they never know which seizure will be the one that takes his life. And, right. you know, he used to be able to grow a certain kind of CBD, and then the sheriff came and cut his plants down. And now his son is is basically getting sicker and sicker and can't use cannabis because... You know, it's not legal for somebody to grow the plant unless they can pay a quarter million dollars or a half million dollars and get a legal license. So um, it's, right. it's, it's, it's really quite unfortunate. But I want to give you just a brief medical history on um, cannabis in California and Prop 215 and how it's now spread to you guys in Michigan. But basically, during the whole AIDS uh, outbreak in the early 80s back in San Francisco, there was a woman named Brownie Mary. And she was this old grandmother. And I suggest all you listeners for a a patron saint to help you fight through endometriosis. So just Google Brownie Mary and check this woman out and check who she was and what she did, because she is the forgotten warrior in legal cannabis. And she is the whole reason that it's legal around the country and the world right now. But basically, she started cooking pot brownies and she started going to all the AIDS wards and feeding the terminal AIDS patients pot brownies. And she began to realize, and so did the AIDS patients, that it took away their pain. 
it allowed them to eat food again, which is a major problem with the wasting away syndrome and AIDS. And it helped um, prolong their lives. So Brownie mm-hmm. Mary eventually got so popular that she got shut down. The police started arresting her. She started being raided. And this great uh, activist, Dennis Perone, came in and helped turn her into like this revolutionary, like Che Guevara. And they were having press conferences and she's like flicking off the people at city council (laughs) she's like this badass gangster grandma and she basically like told the judge you know you can throw me in jail as long as you want but i'm gonna give these cannabis brownies to my aids babies because they're in pain and they need it so from the momentum of of that dennis perone got the first dispensary started and and started the first card system under prop 215 where you could go to a doctor and get a prescription for whatever condition you may have to um, to have your, your condition treated with cannabis. And that's where it all started. Yeah. That's, I mean, and you said, you mentioned, you know, AIDS patients having a hard time eating that's common with this disease as well, because endometriosis affects the bowels. So I know that that would be a huge impact for a lot of ladies who have a very hard time with nausea daily and pain. I mean, there's more than just pain. It's so many things that this disease does. Yeah, I have. And I I agree. If you're a woman out there and you haven't eaten a THC edible and you suffer from endo and pain and you can do that, have that experience. It is a fun experience beautiful experience (laughs) this is not a narcotic painkiller that turns you into a zombie this is a plant and uh, this plant is very very healing and helps a lot of people and um, I think it would be great for all your listeners out there to really really take a look at how it could help them day to day no and I know some people who are listening already are doing that but there's just so much you know taboo around it. And that's why I was so grateful that you and I kind of started talking about it. And personally, it's something I've been looking into, because I don't want to be struggling in pain every day. But I just, I feel lost in to where to even start. So I think that, you know, this has been crazy helpful figuring out where to start. And I think, you know, starting slow with the CBD and the 10 milligrams is something that I personally would start to do, start doing that on a daily basis, and then just see how it goes from there. And then seeing if I need to add the THC or in the bad days, add the THC. So for the listeners out there, I think that's potentially very good first couple steps. And I don't know, Adam, is there anything else you think that would be good first steps besides that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've I'm really excited just to have this conversation with you and know that people will get to listen to this and and maybe check it out. There's so many different ways. I haven't even talked to you about how you could also use cannabis. I mean, they're, they're making CBD and THC suppositories that you ladies can be Mm -hmm. using vaginally. And then, you know, what people are saying about using the suppositories is the medicine is activated right near the source of your pain. And it's way more um, functioning than potentially taking a a tincture of sorts. And um, I'm going to. I believe that's legal in California. California has that now, don't they? Oh, yeah. I thought that they did. I make suppositories on on my own. And what I have to say to you women out there, I've figured out the solution around the women around the world who can't get the products is check out YouTube and Google how to make a CBD or THC suppository. 
And I've mm -hmm. made my own suppositories as well. And it's really fun. I mean, beeswax, coconut oil, there's a few different ways that you can carry the medicine. And it's really simple. You can make a lot of these products at home. Again, if you don't have the money to go out and pay, you know, a lot of the stuff that's taxed in the stores. But just to show you a really cool company um, that you ladies can check out that already do the suppositories in a CBD and THC form, uh, they're called Foria. And they're a company I've worked um, next to at a lot of uh, conventions and events in California, F-O-R-I-A, Foria. And they've got a lot of different information for women and products. And I know um, uh, just doing my research that it says that uh, with endo that uh, pain can be sexual, or I should say sex can be painful. And um, mm -hmm. the Foria team and the whole brand is all around... Um, you know, uh, suppositories and, uh, you know, improving sex and, and touch and connection. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of different ways um, the women can be using CBD or THC in a, in a salve or a pain balm. Um, a lot of different, you know, again, you don't have to just take these products in a tincture. You can also be rubbing them into your skin. Um, I find. Yeah. How does that work? So you can rub it where you're actually having the pain. It's like a cream. Yeah. 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 So the cream, a lot of the salves and cream, you know, think of it similar to, um, and this happens sometimes out here with massage therapists is, is, you know, similar to whatever the massage therapist is using. You can put this cream all over your body and, and, and get relief. Um, sometimes the, the dosing of yourself is a little tougher with the cream. Um, whereas okay. when you get one full, uh, dropper bottle, you know, it's 10 milligrams or you get one brownie and it, on the label, it says 10 milligrams, you know, your dose, um, with the body butters or the salves, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, you, you don't maybe know how much to rub on. Right. But right, I would right, also right. highly, highly, um, recommend, uh, checking out Foria and just their whole, um, line around sexuality that I think could help. Um, and they talk a lot about cramps and how their products help for cramps and all kinds of debilitating uh, stuff that you women face. And again, I think they do a great job of really making their product, you know, female oriented. Yeah, that's awesome. Great recommendation. I'm checking out their website right now. It looks really awesome. I know there's another product too, that's a little bit women centric where they do like a bath bomb that has THC in it that's supposed to be for cramps. I can't think of the brand right now, but I know that it's only in Colorado and California right now for any of our listeners. Yeah, there. if you if you want to see who like the designer, kind of the like, uh, you know, who uh, Jerry Seinfeld's wife's posting about every other day on Instagram and who all the celebrities <sighs> post. If you want to see a really well branded CBD line, check out the Lord Jones, L O R D. Lord Jones, the Lord Jones, and mm -hmm. they're the really high-end designer. And, you know, you get nine gummies for 45 bucks or something like that. But it's a really discreet little box that the soccer mom or the woman carries in her purse. And she's at Benny's soccer game and the endo's kicking in and she's stressed. And But she's sitting next to Stacy and Stacy's husband's a sheriff. So she can't really, oh, wait, I got these <laughs> CBD gummies. Oh, my God. She eats two gummies. And she's like, like do I give one to Stacy? No, probably not. But anyway, you know, it's really great that uh, you can take them in a lot of discrete forms, which also takes me to, you know, you can also find like CBD um, 
I know in California, everything being lab tested and certified that we can get really good uh, vape pens that are just pure CBD and uh, even pure THC. And that could be another way for women in really intense pain to get really quick relief. Um, Because another thing to remember is when you're smoking something or you're inhaling something, it's instantaneous. It's straight to your dome. But but again, when you're dosing yourself in your smoothie, you know, that's going to take till it sinks into your body, probably 45 minutes to an hour till till you take effect. So for those of you women out there that, you know, need something that's fact ass or or fast acting, I really, um, you know, if you have good lungs, if you're if you're healthy, um, you know, old school smoking, uh, even a joint if you're in really bad pain um, is something that I think could help a lot of women. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, like I said, I know people who that really helps them smoking something really quickly if they can, if they can have access. Yeah, that's the funny thing is it's like, um, you know, it's so taboo. You know, people who think like, oh, you know, do I have to go hide? Do I have to go in my garage to do this? And it's like, in California, it's not so taboo. But, it, you know, no, we're, right. we're not talking about you smoke a joint. We're talking about literally with high grade, good quality cannabis, you're taking one or two inhales and your pain's relieved. I mean, how, how much right. better is that than an Oxycontin or, or some kind of narcotic? You know, it's, it's no, really absolutely. simple. And, and again, you don't need to smoke a whole joint. It's very, very small amounts um, of the medicine that's helpful to people. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So much good information. Um, is there anything that we're missing that we're forgetting to talk about? Anything that you're forgetting to talk about? I think they're all good questions. You know, I, I think honestly it's about access for, for yeah. you ladies out there. And what I would really say mm-hmm. is um, I have faith in this plant. I've seen it help a lot of different walks of life from um, a young child suffering from Dravet syndrome like Charlotte uh, and having these seizures um, to geriatric patients who are suffering from all kinds of body conditions and they're using cannabis to get over it. So it's all about, uh, I think, you guys having to somewhat be the guinea pigs. And and that's Mm -hmm. kind of what um, I've been for the last 12 years out here in California. And you know, way I've thought of myself uh, as well working with other plant medicines is sometimes you have to be the guinea pig. You have to go out and have that experience for yourself. So what I would say to you guys is when you have the experiences, come back and share them with the community. That's how you guys guys learn is when someone tries it out and then they share it and they say this works. And then, you know, maybe somebody that was afraid to try it out, uh, tries it out and and they're good to go. And And I would say that there's also probably plenty of people who are still a little afraid of the stigma of cannabis and and might not buy into it. And I would just want to simplify it to you guys one more time. In that case, try CBD. And what CBD means is it's the hemp plant. Think of it as a cousin to the reefer and and the marijuana that all the jazz musicians in the thirties were, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. get you high. It's what we make rope out of. It's what, you know, they make houses right. out of now. So there are ways for even the most conservative woman out there to still use cannabis and, you know, technically not be getting high or, you know, maybe it goes against their, their church. Like that's another, sure. another realm I didn't think of is, you know, in, you look mm-hmm. within a lot of religions and, and uh, it's the devil's weed or, or whatever you want to call it. But 
I, I would really say that um, it has a lot of benefits. And again, another really important little tidbit to remember is if you're in that really intense pain, that smoking or inhalation or vaping is going to be faster acting than eating or taking a tincture and that you're going to be wanting to taking, you're going to be wanting to using something with higher levels of THC than CBD. And again, if you can right. get a product, product that has, that says, um, that has some CBD and THC in it, I think that's good. And that actually brings me to one thing you guys should know as well is you're going to see stuff um, on there that says full spectrum or broad spectrum or CBD isolate or stuff like that. So if you ever see a product and it says it comes from CBD isolate, it means that the CBD has been isolated and it's just pure CBD. Now, if you've got something else that says it's full spectrum or broad spectrum, which a lot of people believe in, that means that not only are you getting CBD, you're also getting other aspects of the plant. Um, so when they say like full spectrum, um, they're meaning you're getting more of a fuller aspect of the plant. So those are some labels that you may see on some of the tinctures um, and products out there. And again, the thing to remember is if it's an isolate, think of it, it's isolated, it's just pure THC, and then the full spectrum, which a lot of people believe in because they think that there's benefits to the other aspects of the plant. And again, when I say other aspects of the plant, this is not THC. This, these are things like CBN, uh, CBG potentially. I, I'm not correct on those, but other aspects of the plant. It's a full spectrum dose. So um, either, way, either okay. way, I think any form of CBD from a good reputable lab tested source should be uh, helpful to you ladies, as well as anything with uh, lab tested THC. And then my last question is pricing. It seems so expensive. So for someone to be trying this for their first time, you know, it's, it could be 40 to $80, depending on some of these, these tinctures. Yes. Is, is there a way to like sample or like how, what, why is it so expensive? Yeah. So I, um, I'll be launching my own company in a few weeks and my hope down the line through social media and just mass campaign and marketing is that we can start to have Tupperware type ladies parties where mm -hmm. all you ladies get together. We provide food, we provide the products and we educate everybody on, on how it works. Basically, the reason that stuff is so expensive right now is because it's really hard to find uh, CBD or CBD isolate in plant form. So the manufacturer has to find a licensed grower, um, which is also hard to find. Again, it's very Wild West. And then they have to find mm -hmm. the plant grown uh, properly. And then they have to, you know, take that plant into a lab and, and make their product. So it can be... Um, it can be complicated from time to time. Right. Right. So that's, I just want to check on that too. Cause I do know some endo ladies are like, I want to try it, but yeah, man, so, to get so in you, it $40. So here's, like, so, so here's the thing. And, and again, it's, it shouldn't be that expensive. And I would bet in the coming years that you'll see the price of CBD drop, but because mm -hmm. it's such a um, unregulated market, like for example, for right. THC, it cost myself well into six figures to get legal licenses right now for right. CBD. You don't have to have a legal license. Basically anyone right. that wants to can produce a product and throw a label on it and put it out there on the internet 
and chances mm-hmm. are um, the authorities don't have time to catch up to them. So that, that's why you do have to be careful. But again, look to states where you know growing CBD is legal. What states are those? Right. Washington, Oregon, Colorado, California, Kentucky, West Virginia. Uh, Kentucky and West Virginia are about to be huge on the CBD scene. So as far as pricing goes, this is why you don't buy the most concentrated bottle the first time. That most concentrated right. bottle is going to be the 80 to $160 bottle. You should be able to find a 300 milligram bottle for between 30 and $45, hopefully. And that's, and if you're buying it from a rec- reputable online site, they should take it back. I mean, I would do that research too. Like if it doesn't work for you, you don't like it. I mean, a good company would take it absolutely, back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, if you, if you just Google CBD, Colorado, CBD, Washington, like these are the States, Colorado specifically was the first state where CBD was licensed. Like I, I would definitely say in a, in a, you know, Colorado one, Washington, Oregon, California, all two, three, four, as far as where you can really trust products out of now, Michigan, um, you know, Michigan's come online and, and for $2,500, mm-hmm. um, you can get a license to manufacture CBD in Michigan, which is incredible. And uh, right. really great for a bunch of uh, young entrepreneurs out there to get launched for next to nothing. If those same entrepreneurs wanted to have a THC company, it would cost them $250,000. And chances are they wouldn't be able to find a building in the properly zoned um, area. So it's kind right. of a free for all for CBD right now, but you can find reputable companies. Uh, Charlotte's Web is a reputable company that was named after Charlotte, the little girl we talked about who had that. Mm-hmm. syndrome and that's a uh, a group of brothers out of colorado they're the stanley brothers and uh they're pioneers in uh, growing hemp and developing high cbd strains so you know charlotte's web is another um great company to potentially check out that i really think that you could rely on and uh i do believe they should be able to ship not only domestically through the united states but uh, pretty soon internationally as well Awesome. Still Adam, got me. Do I have oh, yeah. you? All right. All right. Good. Yeah. I'm on Charlotte's web right now. So just so you ladies know, or listeners know, if there's men listening to you can, you know, there is an entry price at 39.99. It may seem like a lot, but I think it's a great, you know, way to start. It's one of the lower so here's, prices here's I've a way seen for you to look at it in savings. So let's say it's $40 and it's, it's probably, you know, a little over a dollar a dose. Um, so, you know, it, it may seem like a lot of money, but you're getting a full month of using that bottle once a day. Uh, so for thirty nine right. ninety nine, you're getting potentially a month of medication. And again, if it's a price point and your pain is serious, I really suggest THC. And I really suggest, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to go the THC route and you're a little apprehensive, it's always better to start with less. So again, maybe start with five milligrams if you're eating a THC edible or you're taking a THC tincture. And then again, with edibles, you really have to wait an hour to potentially two hours before you up your dose and eat another bite or take another five milligrams out of the tincture bottle because people don't realize that it has to metabolize within your system. 
And that takes quite some time for some people, depending on when their last meal uh, was uh, or their metabolism. It can be an hour to two hours. So again, you know, uh, you're the guinea pig and start with five milligrams if you're apprehensive. If not, I say go with 10 milligrams. Uh, Don't plan on if you're using THC, driving your car or having to do anything, uh, you know, at work or anything like that. This is something that you should be doing um, when you're in a safe set and setting. Yeah, when you're at home. Yep, absolutely. All really, really great advice. And just so everybody knows, again, I'm on if you want to try the Charlotte's Web, not that anything is sponsored in this podcast by that, but I'm just quickly on the website. They will take it back after 30 days if you're not happy, even if your bottle has been used. So I think that that's a great gateway for people or first step for people. If you want to try at least the CBD. And then obviously as Adam's saying, you know, for the really bad pain, figure out a way to to get the THC. And and I would also say that amazing. um, the internet is a really fabulous tool for education and even greater than mm-hmm. potential Google searches. I would say go to YouTube and um, type in cannabis endometriosis. And I, I mean, I haven't even done it, but I would bet that you're going to find doctors and Ted talks and, and people who've had real success and done clinical studies and real patients and uh, you know, start to go down that rat hole because YouTube is a really great uh, place where you can find really intelligent people um, who will educate you um, even beyond what I've been able to share with you guys today. But this has been extremely helpful. I think that everyone will really appreciate this podcast. Seriously, Adam, we really appreciate your time. This has been a big question out there in the endo community. And I think this podcast will really help. And this podcast will be on YouTube too. So in a couple of days, so we will be out there giving some. Awesome. Well, let's say this since we're old friends, my love, um, if they have any questions, put them in your comments on YouTube and we'll make sure to get them answered. Yeah, absolutely. And Adam, if anyone wants to reach out to you or we know that you're going to be starting something up soon, is there social that we can find you? Uh, Yeah. Check me out on Instagram. It's hummingbird underscore medicinals. Hummingbird, like the hummingbird underscore medicinals. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll link it to everywhere. Awesome. Um, and go ahead and slide thing. into my DMs there, ladies, and ask me any question you have regarding how cannabis or other potential plant medicines could help your endo. You are amazing. Thank you, Adam. I hope you have a great rest of your day and um, we will be in touch. I'm sure you will hear from some of the ladies that I listen hope so. to this you podcast. You have a great day. Thanks for your time. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you all again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Adam and I. I honestly didn't think our podcast would go that long, but there was just so much information and interesting information and questions that I've always had. I hope that it brought you value. And if you have any further questions, definitely feel free to reach out to me and or Adam. He gave his Instagram link and he said he will be available via DM. I'm also always available via my website or DM, which I spoke about in the beginning of the podcast and will also be linked everywhere. And I also have all podcast episodes now linked on YouTube. So if you prefer to watch or listen on YouTube, you can go there and find, um, find the podcast. 
backslash Melissa Boudreaux. So YouTube backslash Melissa Boudreaux on YouTube to find us. Thank you again so much for listening and so much for your support and kind words. Many of you have reached out to me. It's really inspiring me to work harder on this podcast and to get as much information as we can so we can fight back against endo. Take care. Wishing you all a pain-free day.